0: This week we've got Natalie Wanner with us who has written a book um, about her life uh, and there are certain parts of her life that are probably not very common especially over here and so we decided to get Natalie on and talk about a bit about her life. Yep, interesting
1: to hear for us especially over here we're a bit the subject's probably quite taboo
0: maybe. Yeah definitely, I'd say it's definitely taboo. So uh, the probably Natalie's book is about more more issues than just this but for this episode we are going to focus on the open relationship aspect um, of Natalie's life and she's managed to maintain an open marriage which is even less common here I would say than open relationships are so um, yeah I would maybe just like to start on monogamy thoughts on monogamy just generally yeah Natalie so like
1: for yourself um, maybe you could explain your background how, how this journey started and and how you you've came to go from monog in a monogamous relationship to an open relationship, and how things have changed over time for you.
2: Sure. So I think that when I start this, although I can tell you that um, I was monogamous before, it, it was an act. It was like like I cheated before too. Like I was mm-hmm. married before my husband now, and um, and I had an affair, and I I told him immediately because you have to, well, because I wanted to because it didn't sit right. And after that happened, now that's 20 years ago, and I still don't feel good about it. So mm, yeah. when, I, when I met my husband, before we were engaged or anything, I said to him, I said, listen, I can be committed to you for the rest of my life, but I don't know if I can be monogamous. Like, like the thought of like climbing the walls of just that forever just made me want to step in front of a bus. So, I
0: I was going to say, could I step in? That's what I was going to say. Could I maybe step in there and say, what what are your thoughts, Natalie? Do you think humans are not designed to be monogamous, sort of by nature?
2: I think by nature we're not, but I'm not, I I have no idea. I have not researched, I've researched very little of it. I think to categorize us all as monogamous is not okay. Like, that's, it might be easier. But I don't think it is for everyone. Just like I don't think my lifestyle is for everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, if you look at other religions and other faiths, they can have a lot of a lot of faiths and other religions have multiple wives, multiple partners yeah. married to one man. Obviously, it's very like focused and it's quite sexist in the, the sense that it's always one man and
0: multiple women rather than one woman and multiple men. But Certainly we can see through time That that's always been the case Yeah I think it's like There's two sides to it So I think there's a the biological side and And biologically Just again personal opinion I'm not a scientist But biologically I don't think we're designed to be monogamous There's not a lot of species in the world That are monogamous But socially We've developed monogamy And we've developed jealousy And we've developed All these things that come with it
2: the insecurities all of it the having Mm -hmm. to live up to other people's expectations about this is what a good marriage looks like and and then you have to follow that and that's not fair because when i grew up a marriage was between a man and a woman well it hasn't been like that for years and years and years and in marriage there's two people whoever those two people are get to decide what that marriage looks like Mm
1: -hmm. yeah absolutely that's
2: it so oh, whether it's two men, two women, whatever that is, there's two people in a marriage, they decide. That's it. To have this list of things that you should do in order to have a successful marriage is not, to me, sets too many people up for failure. Because you have to live in the, conf- to be successful, then you have to live in the confines of the this idea. Well, I don't even believe the religious aspects of it. But I do believe the benefits of, like, my health care and all those other things. I mean, I have a big partnership here, right? Because I I, I hear it a lot. Then why get married? Because it adds benefits to me. Yeah. You guys make it so that I have to be married to have this. That's why people want to get married. There's certain benefits, like the protection of, of all my finances, of my house, of my children's stuff. Yeah. But that does not mean that I have to follow a step-by-step guide on what some person I've never met thinks a good marriage should look like. I've been married for like 15 years. I wasn't open for the first seven. I've been open the last eight.
0: Yeah. So that's that's interesting because I was going to talk about the upsides and the downsides, but essentially I think we've got to acknowledge that monogamy has its upsides and its yeah. downsides. Yeah. And, and that's just the way it is. I think what it, like, it stems from is
1: I think the rules and – Confinements of a of a marriage certainly stem from the fact that it's a religious like by nature by the very origin of marriages was was the foundations were religious of nature so that you you held out for one person and it was that you were like together in a partnership for God almost. It was also and about land as well and family and ownership and it was yeah, about like passing down your daughter and yeah, uh, the the, yeah. the, the, royal, the royals in the UK would do that like they would marry up their their next of kin their daughters to potential suitors that had land or other countries or whatnot mm-hmm. and I guess that's the history of it and maybe that's why in the past it was so confined to certain rules and regulation like um, King Henry VIII is the one who kind of advocated divorce in England because he was like he basically wanted he was a bit of a Lafario. <laughs> he wanted he wanted a, a male heir and always preceding wives couldn't give him it and he just wanted to abide by the rules that he set rather than the Catholic Church. And mm. that's kind of what ruled his nature. And maybe if he had followed a more open approach to marriage, those like w- women wouldn't have had to lose their lives. <laughs>
2: you know? I think they were well on their way out. but even if you look now, there's child marriages. There's organized marriages. There's there's yeah. blind marriages. Like it just I feel that if if you're going to be married, it's up to you to decide what that's going to look like. And I think when you do that with your partner, that's where you can actually have a happy marriage. That's where you sit down and you communicate and you very openly and honestly about what you want in the marriage and what you want to do with the rest of your life. If you can't do that, to sit down and be like, listen, this is what I want. This is what you want. We are married, but it's also a partnership, right? like
0: rather than here's the script mm-hmm. yeah yeah so so can i can i move the conversation on to pretty much the main topic so see when we put this out on instagram we asked for questions there was one word that just came up again and again and again and again i'm sure you can guess what it is the, the word was jealousy and that dictated almost mm-hmm. every question we got on this and to be honest it dictates a lot of my thoughts on it because i agree with the biological side of like monogamy sort of a social concept, but. Because of that social concept I've grown up with, I, I've got that jealousy. I I couldn't. I don't feel like I could deal with it. And you mentioned something when we were talking before we started the podcast about uh, compartmentalizing it or something like that. How do you deal with that jealousy, or is there any jealousy? No. Um, and how how is the how can that be? Because I think a lot of people listening just, would be like, how can you yeah, not be jealous? I mean, obviously, people. Some people are
1: more jealous than others, but like, like there's like for me certainly there's two aspects to it. Like if I had a, an open relationship with a marriage, it would be the jealousy from the intimacy part and the jealousy from just the relationship part in terms of almost setting yourself being vulnerable to open out to the possibility that they might find someone better. And I know they could probably find someone better in a, a normal world anyway, but they wouldn't be looking for it because they're happy with like, if you're happy with what you've got, you wouldn't look for anything else. Whereas if you're an open Relationship, you're. It's like you're almost constantly looking for something maybe better, and obviously everybody's different, so it's quite difficult to like generalize. But that would be like my, That was like probably where I am on the the subject and how I would feel. Um, but I don't know how. How would like what would be your advice for compartmentalizing it? Like to make sure that you separate the jealousy from well if the you're, relationship.
2: First of all, um, I think that, and and I'm I'm just speaking for myself. I think yeah. that. Um, if you are a jealous person, I don't necessarily think that you're going to be successful in this type of relationship because if you're a jealous person, I feel like you would be full of anxiety and, Mm -hmm. you know, and fear constantly. And that could erode all the trust, right? Yeah. So, so one way if, so if you're that type of person where you're jealous, I don't know why you would want to enter into a relationship like this right? So I did not, I, I did not open my marriage because it was in trouble or because I just wanted more men. I just wanted more experiences and to be able to choose those on my own. I'm not looking to leave, but at the same time, I don't feel like I need a husband for my entire adult life. And I feel like I can have a little piece of my life for me. And as long as it doesn't take out of my marriage or my family life, that's okay. But even if you're a little jealous, my, my best recommendation would be this. Don't talk about it to your spouse. My husband and I do not talk about our experiences to each other. Why would we? Mm-hmm. Now, some people really enjoy that. That's like actually a thing. They like that, but yep. not me. I have my time. I get one week away per month to do whatever I want. In that week, he almost never even texts me. He, And when I come home... The three weeks I'm home, he can do whatever he wants. And you know what we don't do? We don't sit down and discuss details. We don't, we don't put in more than we can. And at the end of the day, if I'm going to open my marriage, I better trust my partner because there's no other way. If you don't have that trust, that gut feeling trust, don't do it. But here's my other thing is that just because somebody opens their marriage does not mean that they're already cheating. And it does not mean that they're unhappy and they want to find somebody else to fall in love with, because the reality is that you can take a class or do whatever and meet somebody and vibe with them and fall for them. We yeah. interact with people every day. And if there's somebody better suited to you, okay, Why just spend time with them. It, if If we use jealousy and you're a jealous person, I just don't see how it can work.
0: Yeah, and that, well that's what I was going to say, that makes sense, of course that makes sense, however, from reading your book, there is parts where you, at the start of it, when it's kind of you, you ask your husband, well, you sort of ask him how it went, but you sort of acknowledge that you don't really want to know the details, which is kind of what you spoke about there, but not wanting to know the details to me would infer that there is a, a jealousy, or there would be this uncomfortable feeling of knowing the details, and I think it's a lot of people, myself probably included, couldn't get past even knowing it happened. If that makes sense,
2: yeah, for sure.
1: From, from like a man point of view, um, men are like uh, like egocentric, so they'll just think, or oh, like such basic things of like, is he bigger than me? Is he better than me? Is does he last longer than me? And it's so simple, but that's uh, like unfortunately, that's just a lot of way a lot of way men will think, and they'll have an insecurity that which might disrupt their relationship with the person that are in the open relationship, if, if that makes sense, they might have, that might develop. And I guess your point of they shouldn't enter into it if they think that that will happen, but surely you won't know until you try. You won't know that you'll feel those certain ways until you try the open relationship.
2: Well, that's fair. Absolutely. But you also know if you're a jealous person beforehand and my husband and I are not, Mm-hmm.
0: So it's a kind of. So it's a kind of. Sorry, it's a kind of line of jealousy. Doesn't mean that you can't feel uncomfortable, or that you're comfortable hearing every single detail. It just means buying on large. You're not a jealous person, so this is doable. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting more benefit than negative. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I, yeah, I trust my husband that he's going to go out there and represent himself in an appropriate manner, and and he's going to have great experiences. And and he's going to come back home and, you know, and continue his life here and whatever. Right. And he trusts that every time I leave the house, I'm acting appropriately. I'm doing what I need to be doing and I'm not doing anything shady. I'm not being sneaky. I'm very out in the open. Mm -hmm. So because we do that, we don't have the we don't have the whispers. We don't have like it's all out there. So there's nothing that anyone can tell us that's going to be shocking,
1: and so, like, so, just like to journey back. Sorry, just like, what, what point, like, did you understand that this is something you wanted to pursue? I, you, talk, you spoke about in your past marriage, you had an affair. Was that the critical point where you go? You thought that open marriage was an option, open relationship was an option? Because I like, like, the, maybe the UK is quite far behind, like North America, like Canada and, and, and uh, USA, but like. I think in this country where we, we we live, like if you had an affair, that wouldn't be like, okay, the next step I'll do is I'll pursue an open eyes. They would just come to the conclusion that that person wasn't right for you. If you didn't want to be with them and you felt the need to like go somewhere else. So you would just pursue another person who is more suited. So you wouldn't feel tempted. So, like, at what, like, what, what, what point did you realize that there was possibilities to have an open relationship? Is it just because you, you guys over there are much more advanced than us, or is it, is it, is it more open to you guys, or, or have you always known of it?
2: I didn't know when I had when I first when I had the affair. I didn't know, but what I did know was when I met my current husband that I never wanted to do that again. Like, I hurt somebody that just genuinely loved me and cared for me. That's, mm-hmm. that's the long and short of it. Everything is on me for that. That is 1,000% my actions. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. Like, that's my character. That's who I am. Like, I have to, I have to hold myself to a better standard. Like, this is mm-hmm. not okay. So I reach into my truth and I find my okay. Well, I don't want to be a cheater. And when I went to my husband, I said, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But if it does... I may want an open marriage. I may want that freedom again. And he said, no problem. I imagine a lot of people feel like that, but they just don't say it.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
2: So, that was before we were even engaged. We got married in 2006, and I think we opened our marriage in like 2013, 2014. And, so we were together, and we traveled a lot. Like, we traveled the world together. Like, We did so much together and we're like best friends. But then our dreams are different. I like writing and he's a musician. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just sit on the couch to show a united front that we're married now and life is over. So we got together and I said, okay, I want to write New York. You want to play music. Why don't we give each other the time to chase our dreams and encourage it openly, honestly, All out, because that's how I'm going to spend the rest of my life is is chasing everything I want.
1: So, so like I guess the question that probably most people would have, and I have, is like, so why does it need to go? So why can't it just be a, a case of you explain that to your husband, your husband explains that to you, and you have an open relationship in the sense of you have your freedom to do what you want, but but. A lot of people here would struggle with the the difference between having the freedom to do what you want and having your own part of your life to the aspect of like sleeping with someone else and having a relationship with someone else like is it about the sex element is it about the intimacy with someone else like what why why does it have to go further than just having your freedom and having your own time to do what you want to do why does it have to go to another relationship with somebody else or sex with somebody else
2: well i think you can open your life and not even open your marriage if you didn't want to but for me, um, I want to have different experiences. I want the newness again. I want to experience other people. And I'm not ashamed of that. I'm okay with that. I love my husband. This is my partnership forever. Like, And I know that. And I feel good in that. And that happens because I get to live my life the way I want. And I get to do it respectfully. And I don't have to be sneaky. I'm not shady. I'm right out there. Yeah. And that's my preference. And as long yeah. as I'm not hurting anybody and I'm not... Being sneaky or anything like that—that's my prerogative.
0: So, do you have um, do you have any rules or, or limits on how close you can get to other people in an emotional sense? No. And so, would I suppose? How would would it bother you if your husband felt as close to another person as he did to you?
2: Um, I think it would bother me. Okay, here's the thing: it would only bother me because my husband. Is a huge introvert.
0: Yep.
1: Okay.
2: Right. So then I would know there's a difference in behavior somewhere and that might set off my alarms. But for me, I'm an empath. I am very outgoing and I have a whole other relationship in New York, like full of closets and everything. Right. I had that. So every time I was going to New York, I was going to see somebody, a specific somebody. Right. For years, I care deeply for him, deeply, and his children. I love them. And that takes nothing away from my husband. Love will always grow in my life. I'm not going to apologize for that. But even in all the years I've been seeing the gentleman in New York, I never once wanted to leave my house or my marriage or anything because my marriage was never in trouble. I never opened my marriage because it was in trouble or because um, it was a last ditch effort to see if we could save a relationship. We did it because we were comfortable enough to know in our own marriage that we could do whatever we wanted in our lives, chase our dreams, support each other and always come back to the table. And in eight years, it hasn't failed, so.
0: so if, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say, if it's about the, the sort of newness and the, the being able to explore, what's the limit of that second relationship before it becomes exactly the same as the first relationship in terms of it doesn't give you anything new, it doesn't give you that new experience?
2: Well, thought of that. But here's the thing is that because I'm, I don't have the same responsibilities there, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have the same responsibilities there. And I don't have that person constantly.
0: And so see if you, so see if you had the two of you, if you had two, so this, this guy in New York and you had your husband at that point, do you stop exploring or does the meeting other people still continue because it's just about new experiences or is it like, well, this is enough. This satiates what I was looking for.
2: Right. Well, for me, so I, when I, when we initially started and we were both new, um, we just thought it would be like casual sex or whatever. But as I started to leave, but as I started to go to New York, it became a lot, like a lot, a lot. And and a lot of times I, I was like worried about my safety and like these people. And I was like, okay, wait, I need to reinvent this somehow. I need to make this work for me. What works for me? So then I took that route. And then when I met the gentleman, we got along really well, like we became really good friends. Like we have a lot in common and everything. Like he's he's a really, really good man. And I don't feel I don't feel like I have to hold myself back in our friendship and our relationship or anything because I'm gonna fall over for him, right? I, I don't feel that. Like there's just there's there's part of you that just knows I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't. But here's here's the thing is that I was worried about that. I was. I was like oh, I've always wanted to be in New York. He's making it easy. What if I what if this is where I want to be?
1: Yeah. And like that like the aspect about children is quite interesting as well. Like how does that affect the dynamic because like at what point does it become too complicated in terms of you having your own children at home, the freedom to go Uh, and have your own section of your life that that do you bring your child with you do you leave your child with his dad are you able to have two sets of children from different um, relationships or is that like a big no-no like what is the like what's the the ground rules in that aspect
2: so he knows my children i know his children yeah Um, our adult children so he has three and my son know everything like my life is an open book my daughter is a child she doesn't there's no reason for her to, when I go to New York, I mainly go solo because that's the point. But a lot of times I do bring my daughter, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing. I'm not having anyone else's children that no, absolutely not. That is not, that's not even on the radar. I wouldn't even have another (laughs) husband, but even if that's the case, I would not have, I I couldn't, that, that's different. Like to me, that's
1: complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: To me, that's like a complication. I'm like, no, that, no, but (laughs) But the other stuff, like you're having, even if you're having new experiences, they're not running out. Like I'm in New York City, mm-hmm. right? I it's not running out. And even though I've been seeing this gentleman for years, his life changes and evolves. I'm still learning stuff. It's it's still a really good experience. And even with my husband, we were together for several years before I opened it. It's not this. It's not. I know people want to to attach like it's all about the sex, but it's not. It's all about the experiences. You know how many times I went to New York and never had anything? Like there are times I didn't even meet people. You know what I did? I went on friend sites and met friends.
0: That's what I was gonna say. It must be quite hard to find someone who, who doesn't want more, who's happy that, well, we've got this week, And then I disappear for three weeks and you pretty much leave me alone because I'll be with my family. Is that hard to find someone that is is happy with that?
2: Extremely. And then I will not entertain or talk to people who are married or anything or or in a committed relationship. Nope. Mm -hmm. So it is. Like, I went for years before I found this gentleman and so many times it was just like, I was just by myself walking up and down Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because... Just because there's floods of men going, oh, my God, you just want to have casual sex? Sign me up. I'm all for that. Like yeah. I'm more selective now than I've ever been. Yeah. I used to be single and didn't have sex with everybody that wanted to. So like almost no one makes it to the promised land. It's just about being able to choose your own way without the, these imaginary restrictions you don't believe in.
0: Well, let's see if I could set the, those feelings aside. It, I mean, it it, it sounds like it, it would work. I mean, it sounds like it would work in terms of the way you feel about it and the the way it gives you that quality of life and that, that almost two sides to your life that you can progress at different paces and do different things. But just that segue, just that you mentioned it being about sex, I was going to move on to what the male experience of polyamory is like compared to the yeah, female experience. I, I don't know if it's the same in New York,
1: because New York's a vibrant, like mental city compared to like Scotland, for example. But like we like I've watched the Louis Farouk documentaries. And I don't know if you, if you have as well, but their examples of those type of relationship is always very one sided where a woman has all these options, like all these, because obviously men are quite like, oh, like, you just want to have sex. Excellent. Um, so the woman, the woman in the relationship had all these men after and the man's just sitting there kind of watching, got nothing coming his way and kind of seems to be, from the outset of the, the documentary, seems to be miserable and not really getting anything from the experience other than
0: kind of letting his wife be more free. Well, that, that in your book, Nelly, that's sort of how it starts yep. with your husband. He, he has a pretty slow start on the dating websites and things like that. So how, I mean, how does he find it? How do you think he finds it compared to you?
2: Well, now he doesn't find it hard, but, or difficult. Well, it's closed right now because of the pandemic. But so in the beginning, yeah, like I could put up my profile, go to bed and I'd wake up to 500 messages. (laughs) Out of the 500 messages, I would answer one maybe. Yeah. So don't, numbers don't mean everything in this game because I could get 5,000 messages and it'd all be just garbage.
1: Yeah, that's
2: true. Right? Like, I I'm, I'm, I still want experiences. I don't want to just go and get laid. I mean, I could masturbate and turn on the TV and then go to bed. Like, I don't need that. I want more than that, right? Yeah. That's the whole point. I want more than that. And it's funny because people do see that. They're like, oh, wow. So, like, want to do a session? You, you know, you want to come over this afternoon? We can knock one out. And I'm like, sorry, what? No, I don't want to come over this afternoon and knock one out. <laughs> And that's basically what it is constantly. And then yeah. you have to cut through all of that to get to somebody of substance. Mm. Because when when you put it up there that you're open and that everyone's like, perfect, let's shoot our shot. But to assume that just because I get five hundred messages, I'm gonna screw five hundred men <laughs> is crazy. It's just absolutely I'm, insane. It's
1: because you're like I'll base this on this is probably how we light into the man world if a man got 500 messages, he'd probably try and sleep with 500 <laughs> women. <laughs> like, am I even joking, Listen, that's That's probably the main difference between men and women right now.
2: <laughs> you know what, though? You're right. Like, it's really hell. I, it's really hell online. It's brutal. It's, uh you don't know who's real, who's not, who's authentic, who's not, who's going to show up, who's going to ghost, who's going to mess with your life. Like, I have run the gauntlet of, like, dates i took it down from like i was so naive i was like yeah i'll go for dinner and then i found myself stuck for three hours talking to somebody i wanted to like run away from and i'm like i can't do this so then i got it down to i have 15 minutes at this time if you want to grab a coffee but then i gotta go because i i, I was wasting my days with people that i'm like oh god you're, you don't even look like the picture online
1: this is quite funny because we did a, a podcast episode on like Tinder and like dating and online dating and like especially during like the pandemic and we kind of like whittled it down when, 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 when we were like dating and it was like what you would do like so like when things opened up you could go on a walk and a walk's got like a, a finite amount of time so you would go 30 minutes on an hour walk. So there was, you know, if you go out for drinks, the night's open. There's no end. There's no defined end because it's up to both parties where they want to take that. It could end the next morning. It could end after one bar, whereas a one walk is just an hour. So you can kind of just nip it in the bud and that's like similar to what you've done, like 50 minutes. And you can just decide because there's a difference between talking to someone online and meeting them in person. There's very different aspects that they change or become better or worse based on conversations so i like that that's a good approach
2: well and i was like i was wasting my whole week with people that i'm like i wouldn't even give you 10 freaking minutes but i told you i would give you four hours so here i am and you know how many times i show up and i'm like looking around and they're like hey natalie and i'm like what picture are you using
1: (laughs) one from 1995
2: (laughs) yeah or not even them and i was like so then I was like, okay, wait a minute. I'm doing this wrong. I'm giving way too much of my time away, hoping everybody's gonna respect it. And they're not. So then I cut it off, I shut it right down because it was it was getting ridiculous. Like there was one day, and it's in the book, I met somebody at a bar, and all he did was talk about when he recently left his wife and all the threesomes he was having, and he's showing me pictures, and he's like, it's like he's 18, except he's like 45, and like. Recently kicked out of his house for cheating, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh my goodness, leave college yeah. already."
1: So I get, I guess, a, a lot of people want to know the answer to this question. So, like, like, and this question I've been asked about it: um, How would you approach the subject? So, you say you were in a relationship and you were feeling this way, and you have not spoken about it before. We let, like, and, and Scotland's maybe a wee bit further behind than, than North America for this kind of thing how would you approach the subject to not hurt somebody's feelings and make them think that you just want to be with other people. And it's purely just about like the way that you speak it like so openly about your relationship and how it works for you. How would, what would be your advice for someone who wants to approach that topic and not like offend or hurt their partner?
2: Well, first of all, make sure that you're in a situation or a place that's comfortable for both people. Allow enough time to have the conversation, don't have it in public it's not fair to the person you're talking to you're hoping they're not going to be really upset when you do that you're manipulating you're manipulating the events so that they can't respond how they want yeah. mm-hmm. so and i also I also think this is that know why you want to understand why you want that why you need why you feel you need that because that's what they're going to want to know I feel that If it's not discussed before, the person's reaction might be either I'm not enough or you're already cheating. Yeah. Right? It's really important that we talk about how we feel. Talk for yourself so that the other person understands that, like, this is how I feel. This is what's going on in me. And this is what I would like.
1: That's something that Scottish people really struggle with, (laughs) talking about how they... Talking about how they feel it's very difficult, I think, for, for Scottish people. Like, we're just closed. We just are not going to express their like vulnerability or say exactly how they feel. That's just not the way we, we seem to work here. I don't know why. Like I'm half Italian, so Italians do are much more open with their feelings. So I've got a little bit of that aspect. But like g- generally, Scottish people do not just... They just don't have that tendency to like open up and say. They would rather they would just save face.
2: Why would you have to save face with your spouse? Why can't, if, if you're in a marriage, isn't the assumption that it's open and honest? Yeah. yeah right? right. If, 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 if the assumption in marriage is that you're my partner and I can be open and honest, that's what I should be. I should also have tact and speak for myself and my feelings. But to say that you know what, like we're closed off to that, we don't do that, like we don't want to hear it. It, whatever. Then my thing is that if you can't be open and honest or handle how your spouse is feeling and take it on as your issue, I would recommend counseling before just ripping open the marriage. Yeah, right. I,
0: to, I, I think a, a reason for that would be fear of losing them. So. Fear of well how is this going to impact The relationship because once I've said it the genie's out the bottle and I've now Yes okay I've been honest and I've been Open but We can't make that go away now and now the other Person knows that I want that and I might never be Satisfied with The monogamy of it yeah and then they'll Speak to their friends and their friends will go get Rid of
1: him you can find someone who just Wants you for you and doesn't have to go elsewhere And that's pretty much how I think it would go Down yeah especially over here Typically uh, that's exactly how it would go down
2: well for me like if if i'm in that situation then i'm gonna move on
1: yeah the person's not right for you clearly yeah yeah
2: i get to live my life how i want i wouldn't listen if if my husband said to me i want to be monogamous again like and we've been monogamous the lockdown like we're not catching covid just for sex like no dice right <laughs> yeah. if he said that to me i'd say okay we'll close the marriage but we're going to counseling because yeah. i would need that i would need that and you know what you can't use marriage as a cage to keep them in because you're afraid you're going to lose them. If they're gone, they're gone. It's not a matter of opportunity; it's a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Controlling the relationship, hoping they're not going to see other people, and then that alleviates your fears and anxieties about losing them. That's not real. That's that's all on shaky ground.
1: Yeah, like what's that expression they say about like holding a butterfly? Hold it too tightly and you'll crush it. Hold it too loosely, it'll fly away. It's kind of like similar to that that's very poetic it's very similar to that Oh, i love poems you know that it's
2: so true though and that's a wonderful saying that is that's a wonderful saying and like here's another thing if your partner is coming to you and sitting you down and telling you how they feel and what they would like i'm inclined to believe that it's not that they want to leave it's that they want they want your input they want to work on it with they could just up and leave or they mm-hmm. could cheat
1: i, I think like the, the like almost like the, the takeaway whole message from what you're, you're saying what i take from it is that people should be more open to allow for what they want and no one should judge someone's marriage someone's relationship because based on their principles and what they think is right and wrong because ultimately everyone's relationship is different and if as long as it works for the two people in the relationship and they're not hurting one another then what does, it, what does it matter what you choose to do? It's the same way that people judge people who have arranged marriages. If that works for them, fair enough. If they're happy with that, fair enough. But on the other end of the spectrum, if you're happy with an open relationship that no one should judge because it's the, the world we live in is very open. You, you should be able to be who you want to be in a, in a partnership, in a relationship that works for both parties. And it's up to you guys to figure that out. I think that's kind of the way that I'm taking what you're saying and the the way that I would view the future for society in general.
2: Yeah. Stop living your life like everybody's watching and judging you. They're not, and no one cares. Lit. You have to live something for yourself, or you're just going to live with resentment and regret. Like, and why wouldn't you want to? Like, we get one go round. Yeah. don't you want to try stuff don't you want to do things I don't want my daughter to think that when she gets married and has kids that her life is over dreams don't matter goals nope too bad now you got to show a united front constantly stay with your husband be beside him constantly no pictures separately you're not allowed to travel alone like
1: yeah like we, we make a joke in our group of friends that you have to get your uh, you have to get a sign off like from your relationship your partner just to allow you to go out and it's a joke but it's based on the truth because people done it do, past them. People feel like they, they're obliged to tell their partner, like like a parent. Oh, by the way, I'm going to go out. It's your choice. It's your life. I'm going out. Mm-hmm. Like I know there's a little bit of like communication there, but like you shouldn't have to get permission. I'm like a permission slip. Right.
2: No, I get what you're saying. You're know it's prefer- it's preferential to say, hey, this is what I'm doing tonight. Tonight, mm-hmm. not can I do this tonight?
1: Yes, yeah, there's yeah. a big difference.
2: But keep in mind that that dialogue will change if there's other responsibilities that have take place. Like I can't just say to my husband, I'm going this week. We have kids. I have to say, Hey, what week works for you?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? So it changes, right? But it's, it's for me, very open, very honest, not brutally. We have a great relationship. We know how to communicate There's nothing sneaky. There's nothing shady. And I think because of that, we've been able to even build our trust stronger on our separate lives. Like Mm -hmm. when I went to my husband and I said, I'm clawing at the walls and I feel like I'm dying. I want to open the marriage now. That was the scariest thing I've ever done ever. But if I could do that, there's nothing I couldn't do.
0: What were your fears?
2: I had a couple of them. I had fears that I was broken. I had fears that I would fall in love with somebody else and leave. I had fears that he would leave. My husband's a great catch. He's mm. very intelligent. He, he travels the world. He plays instruments. He's in a band. He's, he's a great catch. And I worried about somebody better suited. What if there was somebody, you know, that fit into his life better? I don't necessarily want to go to concerts and do all that stuff. And then I realized, after reading some stuff, you can't be everything to someone. Mm-hmm. And to have that expectation that he's going to be able to fill every corner of my life in my full cup isn't fair. And it sets it up for failure.
0: It's fascinating that your fears are almost the same fears that we've, 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 we've same, probably yeah. talked about already on this podcast and that people have wrote in about.
2: Initially, because that's what we were. You don't know what's going on. It feels so foreign. You don't know what to do, but you just know... That that you're dying. Like you're just on autopilot. You're no longer engaged. You're just there.
0: But that's interesting. So if I was a, a listener to this and I was I was listening to you talk or read your book, it's oh. interesting to hear that you had the same fears because I think a lot of the time, the way you explain it, we assume that you've always thought that way and that you didn't used to think necessarily the way that, that a listener or someone who sent yeah. in a question will think. So it's interesting to see that you went from feeling that way and having those fears to now being almost an advocate certainly from personal experience of that type of relationship it's that's really interesting yeah, yeah. and I, I mean you're completely right when you say like people do expect their partner to be
1: everything and and so it's a high expectation isn't it like it's yeah, to expect it's everything from one person and all your go like some people like abandon their friendships when they have when they find someone they love and then their partner becomes their best friend, their just general friend their their lover, their, every single thing in their life, and if that breaks down, where does that leave you like you put putting too much stress on one another
2: yep, that's exactly right yeah. you've you've done what 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 you thought was right, what was told for you to do, and you're miserable Yeah, you're just miserable If it works for other people, great, but like the codependency has been much. Right. So I did feel like that. I did. But here's the thing is that it scared me far worse to be on autopilot. Yeah. It scared me far worse to like do nothing. Cause I was like, I'm going to give, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it in the air and I'm going to be honest and I'm going to sit down and talk to him and I'm going to see what happens. And, and it was okay like you talk for yourself right and even then it's not like you just jump out and do it maybe you never do it maybe talking about it is enough
1: yeah because it gives you the possibility to be free to feel free yeah
2: i know plenty of people that are open and won't have sex with other men but they like the freedom to be able to to decide for themselves but they have no interest like it's not always about the sex. And if we bring it down to sex, it really, it doesn't do much for the relationship. Like when I prioritize my relationship, sex is not first and foremost. Trust is, honesty is. Sex is so far down on the totem, I don't even care about it. Oh, like here's an example. When when I'm creative, I sometimes lose my sex drive for like four months. So my husband's not supposed to have sex ever. And I'm not taking one for the team. If I don't want to have sex, I'm not having sex, right? Mm -hmm. So if I am shut down because I'm doing something and I'm like more in partnership mode, why? Why should he go without? Yeah. So and what happens if one day it just doesn't come back? Am I supposed to expect him to never have sex again? Could you do it?
0: That's interesting that's an interesting
1: that's, question that's a bit, like I, I i know many people that have been in relationships and they've had a higher sex drive than their partner and they've just lived miserably because of that and yeah, or and, they um, or yeah like i it's it's so like just blatant in your face of why it shouldn't be that way but it's just it's for some reason just so a uh, taboo it's yeah. it's hard it's just, to
0: analyze that's as a sort of societal culture that you've grown up in because yeah. you've grown up in it so yeah, it's really hard for us to acknowledge why we find it so uncomfortable because for firstly for example like addressing your partner
1: would be one thing right once you've overcame that hurdle like I don't know how it went for yourself but like if I went to my parents or my friends yeah, the scrutiny and like the judgment i'd feel for them would be like overbearing and i know that's wrong but that's just the honest truth of how they would be because they have certain views and certain opinions and and like i would care because people care when someone they care about has a negative feeling towards something they're doing whether it's right or wrong so how how did you judge how did you how did you cope with like maybe judgment from people that you cared about
2: Well, my opinion about me matters more than anybody else's. So if my life makes you uncomfortable, you're free to go. But I'm not going to live in misery for your comfort. That's not fair. I didn't sign on for that. I'm allowed to live my life how I want. If you don't want to be part of it, that's cool. Way you go.
1: I like that freedom.
2: But my opinion has to matter more. If people, if my friends and family come to me and they're like, this is wrong, yada, yada, yada. And I say, you know what? Okay. Okay. You know what? If this upsets you, I won't do it. What the hell where's my happiness in this so i'm just living for other people to be comfortable and happy i don't get that just because i'm different i don't get i don't get that same type of treatment even though i don't cheat with i don't cheat i don't date married men i don't do any of that stuff i do it all on the up and up but it makes you uncomfortable because because you don't do that because you've never heard of it that's not my problem i don't live for you i live for me and guess what else the only person I need in my corner is my co-pilot. And if he's on board, doesn't matter. Because you're not in my marriage.
1: I guess that's a good place to kind of like sum up like the, the, the topic. And like mm. that's, that's, that's that's what it comes down to. As long as you and your co-partner are happy in what you're doing, then nothing else should matter. And, and that's a good way to kind of sum up that, isn't it?
2: I think so. Just there's a difference between privacy and secrecy. You're supposed to be private in your marriage and protect it. But if you're spending your life and relationships to make other people happy, that's just unfortunate.
0: Yeah. I I think another thing to take away from certainly what I've been thinking as we've been going through, like if people are just like stonewall, I could never do that relationship side of it. One thing you can take from this and from your book is that it's perfectly okay to open up the relationship in terms of having a different sort of life on the side, even if it doesn't involve relationships. Like is that how you, you became an author essentially because you opened up that side of your life. So even if we forget the relationship aspect of it, the fact that you had the freedom to go and live out with the marriage in some sort of sense and sort of pursue your own dreams and you didn't need to be at home all the time and you didn't need to be attached to your husband. That's opened up this whole world for you and, and, that's how we've met, essentially, because you ended sure. up becoming an author and writing a book about it.
2: Yeah, and I'm writing another one.
0: So like, I think that's quite a positive thing you could take from this. So yeah. even if you were like, no, there's no way I could deal with the relationship aspect, you could take the... It's the, not just black and white, there's many greys. Uh, you can still use parts of this, parts of what sure. you've done, Natalie.
2: Well, and my thing is this, is that you have to clear the trees to see the forest of what you want. And, you, you know, you, the dreams used to think. Now, for me, the trees I cleared we're opening my marriage. Other people might want to open their lives and aren't even married. Right? So, if you look past how I did it, if you're if you're like if you don't want to open your marriage, that's okay. But you should still take a chunk of your life and live it for you. And that's all. That's it. That's it. You don't have to if you don't want to open your marriage, don't. You could still open your life and be monogamous. You don't have to take my path. My keys to happiness will not fit in everyone's locks. Do not follow me, like you know. You can. I'm more than happy to help out in that, but my way works for me. I am not a one size fits all, like it. And just like monogamy works for some people, but it does not work for me. And swinging works for other people, and it does not work for me.
0: That's what it is. Marriage isn't a one size fits all. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good way to sum it up. Yeah. 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 Um, there.
1: Yeah. like um, It's been great to have you on. I mean, would you like to like mention the, the, your second book or is it under, under wraps at the moment? What it's about? and
2: So my first book was about the experiences I had and the second book is How You Can Too. And ah, it's not nice. about let me show you how to open your marriage. Although, <laughs> there are things like that, but that's a small part and then it's like, but look what else I did. Look at the writing. Look at the traveling. Look what I was able to accomplish just by taking a little part of my life and making it mine again. Yeah. Just realizing an old dream. That's it. And then all I wanted was to be a writer in New York. And before I knew it, I was a writer in New York. And I cannot, even now I'm like, whoa, like it's like, I can't believe that I went there with this intention and I made it happen.
0: Yeah. I th- I I would say to anyone listening, your 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 book Crazy on the Inside is is such an addictive read, and I, I honestly I I I couldn't put it down, and it's split into such manageable sections, like I didn't feel like it's ever really really long. Like your chapters are kept quite concise, and so there's no time to get bored because you move on to the next thing <laughs> straight away, and then the next thing after that, and it's it's a it's a very very. Interesting read, but it's a very easy read as well, which is, I think, like the main hurdle with a book because a book can be as good as you like and have as much information in it as you like, but if it's too monotonous, you can't get through it. So it's it's a very very good book for anyone listening, very easy. Thank
2: you so much. I really appreciate that, and thank you for having me on just to discuss. Bring me back anytime.
1: It's been a pleasure. Yeah, no, thanks (laughs) very much. We've got our wee tradition that we do (laughs) when we get someone to say goodbye. So basically, we just always whisper bye. Um, is that something you can do
0: for us?
2: Sorry, <laughs> what do I have to do? Whisper bye? Yeah, we well, just whisper, we by. whisper it. We
0: whisper it. I don't know why we, it's we just we a just... habit that we've got into. And, yeah. I like it. Well, it's become a thing now. Right. Yeah. So, down, but... well, yeah, you can close us off with uh the final vibe. At... Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.
2: Amazing.